Okay, good morning. Today's class is dedicated in the complete healing Rafu Shalema of Zafir Yisrael Bendina Elka, otherwise known as Dr. Josh Siegel. Josh is a 46-year-old chiropractor living in Long Beach, New York, and was recently diagnosed with a rare autoimmune disease known in urgent care of a kidney. And with Hashem's help, he could live up to 120 years, him and his wife and his six-year-old son. Dr. Josh is a listener of the classes and he's changed his life. He may, uh, he's also on a personal mission to heal and bring closer people through Hashem, through chiropractic, through using chiropractic for 18 years. He's also asked everybody to consider learning more about kidney donations by checking out columbiasurgery.org slash kidney transplant. And that is, you can look it up on, um, once you type in the words, you can t- type in Josh Siegel, S-I-E-G-E-L. Uh, birthday twelve five seventy five. So may Hashem help him again. I, I, I may Hashem also bless the fear Yisrael ben Dina Elka with complete healing of body and souls quickly. Amen. You should know that you should chiropractic going to a chiropractor is very very important. Uh, I I recently had my all kinds of back issues etc. And I realized my hips were not aligned. And literally I went to an amazing chiropractor. He aligned my hips and that made a complete change. It's funny. You need alignment. It's so it's so funny. It's like. You know, in life in general, if we're not aligned with what God wants, we, we seek to control everything. But if we're aligned with what God wants, uh, it, spiritually, things end up going back in order. So you can just see it's such so funny alignment. Our body aligns is misaligned and God being, being aligned with God. Also, tonight's class is going to be a very powerful class on, on positive tools through, through Azamra. That is going to be at 2600 Northeast 209th Street in in Aventura, that's going to be a live class. It's sponsored. You don't have to buy it. Anything sponsored in a, in a thirty day for Rosie Behar. Um, God willing, also today's the Yortzeit of the Orchaim Kadosh. Is Neshama have an Aliyah, and God willing, also in Rufus Shalem of Shalom Ben Yavne, Dari Matsara, and success at Hanah Batadel, and success of Elisheva Rav, Gadiel Ben Elisheva, Shev Elisheva, Evan Elisheva, Reina Matov Tov Basha, and Gadiel Ben Elisheva. Also, I'm giving a shout out to all the Libras out there that Hashem should help them make a decision. We're just having a pre-game conversation that we don't speak about in the class. But just, I, I have maybe 12 or 13 friends of mine that are Libras and they're all stuck in major relationship issues because they cannot make a decision for their life. So they always go to the Scorpio to help them make a decision. Just do it. Meshem help them all. And they're all in a relationship mess. Each one of them. Their love life looks like a... a uh, everyone, should I do it? Shouldn't I do it? Hashem help them. They should be zochet to that decision. The right decision, and anyway, love the process. All right, today's class is very, very powerful. Um, very, very powerful. We're going to talk about the, the partial of the week, but we're also going to, this, this partial is really, it's uh, mind-blowing how Rabbi Nachman really brings this whole concept together, dealing with the partial's balak and how, how everything's connected. It's, uh, if, I, if I could tell you there's a class that would give you pretty much all of my classes in one Torah that has a lot to do with it's, it's this exact one. So he begins, he begins lesson 36 telling us that no, every single Jewish soul is rooted in the 70 souls of the house of Yaakov. And just like God creates anything positive, he has to create negative. So as you, we know that there's 70 houses of Yaakov, this also represents 70 nations. So this is where the balance, this is where the, the fight in our lives comes from. Rabbi Nachman tells us that God made one to contrast another. When we speak about all the signs all the time, you know, for example, Libras, they can't make a decision, but yet they're so fair. 
there's always a positive and there's always a negative in every single situation in life. And the same thing, because God gave us the 70, 70 interpretations of the Torah, 70 nations, 70 nations is the negative part. But God made one to contrast the other. So then in contrast to the 70 houses of, of Yaakov, there are 70 languages. And each and every language has its own evil trait. Just like God created Moshe, same thing, he had to give Bilam, Balak, the same, I'm sorry, Bilam, the same exact powers, but... What did Bilam do? He used it. He used his powers. He ended up uh, having relations with a donkey. So he was rooted, but he had the potential for those powers. So God has to create because otherwise the prophets would say, hey, you got Moshe Rabbeinu. We didn't get a Moshe Rabbeinu. Yeah, we got a, we got a Bilam, but this is, look what Bilam turned to. So God gives everybody freedom of choice at the end of the day. But there, there always has that contrast in life. So where this is a big lesson in our life. Is teaching us that you're going to hear this, that where your greatest strength is your greatest weakness also. And it's unbelievable. It's like we all, we're all Superman, but we have kryptonite right next to us all the time. That's a spiritual concept. And this is something that we always have to be careful. You know, Superman can be Superman, but he has to recognize kryptonite can destroy him in a minute. We also have to walk around with tremendous confidence and tremendous self-esteem. But we can know that if we start getting comfortable and our ego runs the show, it's all over. That's how careful we have to be. We shouldn't think, hey, I'm Superman, I'm going to fly, I'm going to go everywhere. And next thing you know, you don't, you're not careful. Next thing you know, the kryptonite comes and you're done. So we have to be aware that this is something that we constantly need. So Reb Nachman tells us that each of the 70 nations has its negative characteristics connected to every single speech. And we know, again, 70 nations, 70 languages, we know every single nation has its issues. We all know that. We don't have to go into the nations, but some love to kill, some love desire, some are into money, some are into this, some are into that. Every nation has a particular characteristic that you're rooted in. Now, this is not just talking about United Nations concept. What Rav Nachman is telling us here, when when the soul from the house of Yaakov goes into exile, under the control of the 70 nation, into their evil traits, she has to cry 70 calls. This is like a pregnant woman who comes before the scream, parallel to the 70 words of the, in the Psalm Yanka. For without this, it would be possible, impossible to give birth. So what, what are we talking about this concept? So what Mark is telling us here, that there's no question you are going to have a Yetzirah desire when you're coming into this world. There's no question you're going to come into it. There's no question. So today, because we have these desires, we, 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 we think, oh, I'm shamed, something's wrong with me. No, every nation, that means before you get spirituality, Rabbi Nachman, he had to kill his desire for sex. He had to kill his desire for eating. He says this in his book. He didn't get to be Rabbi Nachman from, from Manoah. He had major desires when he was younger, and he spoke about that. We have the same issue. We all have desires that are pulling us completely in the opposite direction. You need to scream, you need to go into cry, you need to really use prayer and desire to break that attitude. Otherwise, pretty much, that nation runs your life. And you see this today. So it's whether a person um, you know, has the spiritual breakthroughs in life, there's no, it's whether or not he put work into his, into his soul breaking these desires. If not, he's just pretty much, you get what you get. It's not how religious you are. It's not how Hasidic you are. 
It's your ability to have discipline over these desires and how bad do you want, how much is that desire running your life? For example, let's say I don't have a better relationship with money. Then pretty much I'm, I'm going to be depressed my whole life. Never going to make half of what I want. I'm always going to be envious. I'm always going to say, try to work extra hard to try to make more when I realize that at the end of the day, I'm going against myself because I have no trust in God. So at the end of the day, that's my desire. My whole life could be run by running to make money without having a better relationship with money and asking God to help me have trust in Him and attract instead of run after. But that desire is going to be there, whether or not. You know, Tauruses have a tremendous problem with material possessions. So the Taurus without spirituality, you get what you get. This is what you get. <laughs> He's tied to that. And it doesn't change. So we, we all have that in the, we all have that. We all have that ability to, to be stuck in the stuckness of one particular attribute, such as anger issues. Another person's life is anger, constantly getting insulted. Another person, again, we've, we, we, we've spoke about this before. But the solution here is not to say, well, um, I'll just go to therapy. No, no, no. You need to go to therapy and then you need to cry out for God to help you. Because what he's saying here is not just having the da, not just having, not knowing the problem. He's saying you have to know the problem and then you have to cry out like a pregnant woman giving birth to that issue. See the difference? Rabbi Nachman is not just telling you you have to know it. Yes, okay, I know I have the issue. That now, okay, what are you going to do? How much time are you spending to break this issue? And then this is exactly what he's telling us here. Like a pregnant woman, before she gives birth, she has to scream out. And this is what he's saying. The principle is that before any Jewish soul has a revelation in Torah or divine service, that means anytime I want a... A, 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 an awakening, spiritual awakening, a, a new consciousness in life. The soul is tested, refined in the exile of the seventy nations, in their desires, and so when she comes in contact with this evil trait, she has to scream. This is because revelation is the aspect of birth. Anybody that's told you I came to this consciousness easy, they're lying to you. Any work, any success that you see, spiritual work, any success that you see, it's because the person put tremendous effort. Almost like you, it's almost like you get kidnapped in a negative trait when you come to this world, which is traumatic itself. Because <laughs> who know, who's expecting this? To, you know, oh my God, why am I walking around with such anger? And then you, next thing you know, we're trying to justify it. Oh, my parents, my this, the economy. No, this is your, your tava. This is something you have to break. Let's say you were, you know, you were born in... Yeah, I don't know. In, okay, no, no Moroccan jokes, obviously. I'm very disciplined lately with the jokes. But you, ha you get your idea of what nation you're, you're connected to. Just like, again, a person that's born under the, the, the constellation of moon, like a cancer, always moody. Their whole fight is to, is to fight against Simcha. Because they're always moody. They're always moody. They're always moody. So it's, it's, we should know that we, we sh nothing is wrong with us. Nothing is wrong with you. You're not broken. There's nothing to, to run away from. There's nothing to numb. There's just identify the issue and you have to spend time working on that issue. If you have that approach, you will get a lot of results. But if you make yourself into a victim, I'm a victim of being born with anger. I'm a victim of being born with a sexual prosecutor. I'm a victim of not being focused. Then you're not going to get anything in the world because all we're doing is assigning blame to our parents or to our birthday or to God, for God's sake. So you, you can't have that attitude. You have to, like Rav Nachman's telling you, listen, you're all gonna, we're all going into exile. Each one has this different 70 nation that we have to go into exile. And you have to scream to get out of there. And if you don't have that direction and tendency in that time, you're going to be stuck in that, in that problem. 
So either, you know, the, you're going to suffer from the, either you have discipline or you're going to suffer from the opposite. So it's very important that we know that. But you shouldn't, that's why any form of saying, I'm bad, I'm not good, I'm this, God doesn't, no, he knows, he knows the problem he gave. You're born that way. You're born with, with, with all these tabot. You're born with these, you're born in exile. So why should I sit there and have shame and guilt? Creator of the world, I'll give you what I got. But at the end of the day, you know what you gave me. And that's where you can judge yourself positively. To recognize, listen, I'm trying. I'm focusing on the progress, not the perfection. But to walk around thinking you're perfect or having the illusion or, writing, or making enough pictures to zoom you're perfect when you know deep down inside you have, you have a lot of work to do is you're only fooling yourself. We're only fooling ourselves. So this is where you, you, don't, you don't judge others because they have their own issues. Like, God forbid, I would, thank God, God has given me the ability to make decisions fast. Love the process. You know, if I, if I was an air sign, I would be all day long, uh, like a scale. That would be a big, uh, big issue for me. But I have other issues. <laughs> but they don't have those issues. So we, we, the reason why I like to see, you know, what, how a, per, a person's connected is because you, you can relate to them, you don't judge them. You're like, listen, thank God I don't have to deal with that issue, but you don't have to deal with my issue. But we all have issues that we have to deal with, and this is the reason why... Being jealous is the most stupidest thing in the world you could do. It's the stupidest thing in the world. It's because, just because, it, he has a different issue than you. He's under a different situation. He has a different tikkun than you. And he's saying here, no. And he's telling us here, in other words, the soul is in exile and the exile is in the nation for just like a shell precedes the fruit, anybody who wants to eat the fruit must break the shell. Here you go. You're in the shell-breaking business. That's your job. Now he tells us, but there's one, one, there's one issue that everybody has. <laughs> there's one tava, there's one tava that everybody has. And if you could break this one, you could break them all. Wow. <laughs> Imagine doing a conference, how to break every single addiction. How many people would be in the, in the, in the facility? How many people would be? Imagine if you got a guarantee, from Rav Nachman, guaranteed to break this one. Now you'll, now you'll understand why I speak so much about the bris. Now you'll understand why. This is from the passage where I get it from. And no, encompassing all 70 nations, all the evil traits are theirs, the desire for immorality. Does anybody, listen to this, what he's telling you, remember, he's giving you a guarantee. Anybody who can break this desire can break every other desire. That means if you could break the desire for Tavat, which is the most difficult desire in the world, if you can have that, you can have everything. You will break every single other desire. So there's the problem. If you don't break that one, what happens? You get all of them also. The guy who's depressed also has a food addiction. The guy who's depressed also has a money addiction. He has all of them. But if you can break this one he's telling you, you got it all. So practically, dealing with any other issues that have this as an underlying issue, this is why people that come to my facility, Jewish, whatever, I try, hey, we got to work on this issue. If you work on this issue, you're gonna, it's going to do unbelievable things to your self-esteem. And once you have self-esteem, you're going to put more effort and you're going to be able to break everything. But trying to deal with just a marijuana issue without dealing with a pornography issue or, or a porn issue or, or, best, or, or, or this issue, it's pretty much you're wasting your time. Because you're going to end up going to sadness. The root of this is sadness is what he's saying here. And we are coming into the world here with tremendous amounts of trauma, with tremendous amount of pain. 
There's no, there's no day that we don't hear pain. And we're so, we gravitate to sadness constantly. And this is why you have to do, you, you are not born with a happy brain. <laughs> your brain. Your brain is there to protect you. Your brain is not there to make you happy. That means if you really want happiness, you really have to do a lot of work on focusing on positivity, on doing things. You have to really fight, fight for it. And this is what Rachel says, if you break this one, all the other ones will be much easier. And by the way, I've seen this black and white. Because you, the bottom line is, scientifically, if you have self-control in the hardest thing, you're going to just apply the same recipe for everything else. It's the same thing. The same thing, when you do that one, that's what I recognize. When I broke that one, eating habits, I could break, I could work out, no problem. I could, because that gives you so much strength. And that also takes away your strength. Bottom line is that gives you strength. And when you have strength, you can, you can conquer anything. But when you don't have strength, you won't be able to, you won't have the willpower to do it. And this is where Bilam was the opposite of Moshe. What was known, who was Bilam known for? Also, Bilam also starts with the word Bet Lamed, 70 nations. He's also connected to this, the 70 faces, right? The Ayin of, of Bilam, right, stands for 70 faces. And the Mem stands for 40, 40 days that Moshe Rabbeinu was, was given. Same concept. So he made him similar. But what was, what was Bilam's major thing? He, he had relations with the donkey. I guess this is the source of Shrek, I guess. They got it from part of Bilam. Maybe they have to give royalties. But this is the docking donkey. The relation, he had do, relations with the donkey, for God's sake. You could see today, you think people are very powerful, but they're into crazy stuff. How in the world did this guy get so much and have a relation with the donkey? You could just see where the person's mind, when he loses his mind and he falls into very deep immorality, even with a donkey, he could, he'll justify today. You know, who knows what today will, they'll come out with you. You're identified half, half person, half animal. Who knows what they'll come out with today? I wouldn't be surprised. If you are, I'm half, half a person, half an animal. Would not be surprised of the Mishugah that has come to this world after what I've seen in the past couple of years. So there, there, what he's saying here, by withstanding this test and breaking the shell that precedes the fruit, he merits fruit, revelation of Torah. What does that mean practically? You have parts of your brain, it's called Chachma and Bina. You have two brains. Your ability to process things and to internalize things, you need two things. You need Chachma and Bina. We always say that. CBD. Chachma, Bina equals Dat. That's the real Chachma, Bina. To the extent that I break my, that desire, my brain starts working. Remember, the first Yud K is Chachma and Bina. What does that practically mean? I can process an idea. You talk to people, they have ideas, but their ideas are, they're so crazy that, or they have crazy visions but they don't even know how to make that into a process. They can't process that idea. They don't have the Bina. Or there's other people that have only Bina, no Chachma. They're too, they're not creative. They're just stuck on, in, in, in the reality of life. Too much Gevura. But when you have this, what Rabbi Nachman's telling us is to the extent, because in order for you to develop Torah, you need Chachma and Bina. You need to take ideas. We need to understand them. It's not just like we got the, 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 or we got the Torah, we got the oral Torah, or, Torah also. You have to develop ideas. 
Torah is all about developing your ideas, developing concepts, praying for concepts, developing them. And you're not going to be able to. This is why most people that have this issue of sexual promiscuity, they can't develop themselves anywhere spiritually because they don't have the vessels in order to develop ideas or to come to an understanding. Does that make sense? So this is where, this is connected directly to your brain. Now, what Nachman tells us is, why, why specifically, why is there such a problem with this one? Because the Zohar tells us that both the spleen and the Samech Mem's wife, the Satan's wife, L-I-L-I-T-H, right, are connected to the spleen. The spleen is sadness, the organ of the body that's sad, overthinking, sadness is spleen. Right? Spleen gives off, I believe, the spleen in the bile. There's four liquids that the, that the body has, right? Blood, which is red. Urine, which is yellow, right? Green, which is phlegm. And there's a black fluid that your body has, which is rooted in the bile. Spleen, bile, that connection. And that's called in Kabbalah, Moreshora. Moreshora. Black bile, like Moreshora, sadness, depression. So here he's taking the connection that in Kabbalistically, L-I-L-I-T-H, which we don't mention the name, which is the Satan's wife, the Satan has a wife, what she's responsible is for two things. She's responsible for getting you sad, and then she's responsible for prosecuting you in this issue. So here we go. Back to the evidence of why I always say if you're never going to beat a sexual uh, challenge, without dealing with the sadness itself. Because the sadness itself is what's causing the escape. Every time a person gets sad, the first thing he's thinking about is where can I, where do I, where do I escape in this area? It's not that something is wrong with you. It's, that's where sadness, anytime you're sadness, that's where your brain goes. Now tell me, understand this on a scientific level, understand the science behind this, why we crave dopamine when we're sad. Maybe it's, what maybe it is, it's a, it's a form of dopamine that we need, we crave when we're sad. Maybe it's a dopamine retention. But at the end of the day, why porn is such a problem is because you're getting the dopamine, but now your brain can't maintain, maintain that dopamine level. So what are you going to hit? Now, all of a sudden, you have nowhere to go because you don't even get the dopamine anymore because your brain is such, used to such a high level of dopamine that now you have nothing. You have nothing left because you have nowhere to run to because our brains are, are basically fried. So all, all you're going to get is depression. This is where the, the thing, what they say in the rooms. We're sick and tired of being sick and tired. It's pretty much sick and tired of doing the same thing and expecting happiness when you know at the end of the day it ends up becoming a, 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 a dead end. So now we, we spoke about how your brain, sadness, we spoke about Bilam. Now Rabbi Nachman tells us that and how sadness is connected to this addiction, right? And this is why, again, Bilam is connected to that. So remember, the first thing you need to remember is you have, everybody has a Yetzirah in this area. Everybody has this. Whether or not you work on it is whether you not have success. But you should not say, I'm a bad person. I'm, an, I'm this. You should never say that. And some of us have a harder time with it than the other. Scorpios. This is the number one test for them. Number one test. They have purity here. They can be successful in every area of their life because that intensity will be channeled right. They don't have success in this area. Their whole life, they're slaves to this desire. Basically, you're free or you're a slave, specifically for Scorpios. This is why I had to work so much on myself in this area, because I saw the, the greatest light or the greatest darkness right in the same, right next door. 
So I know getting married, purity, Rav Nachman is the only option because I know I've been in the, in the gambling world with, with, in, the, in that world. Already. I've been there already. So it's when people tell me, what is there to even read about? I know where it is. I've been there. <laughs> you can't teach somebody who's already been there. Where sometimes rabbis haven't been there. So I've already been to very dark places and I've gotten out of that. So I can relate to you and tell you that we all have this issue. As men, we all have this issue. That's why women in general are more spiritual. You could see the connection. You could see why some woman, more women have stay on the classes longer, get more breakthroughs, because they don't have this issue as bad as guys. Guys have this issue much more than them. Of course, they have this issue, but the men, it just... Women are more spiritual in general. So you can see I have to do a lot more encouragement with guys than I have to have with women. Because they get it. They have Bina. They get the concepts. Men have a harder time with this. And they have to understand why. It's because their potential is that great in that area. But I don't know what to do in this world where you have places, big Orthodox places, but they don't talk about it. They don't have, they're not helping people. They're not addressing real issues. You understand? We're focusing on, on, on... We're majoring in minor things and minoring in major things. And finally, there's people talking about this now. Finally, there's, somebody's talking. But this is an area where you, we have too much shame and guilt behind it when we're, it's something that God gave me th- this issue. God gave us this issue. What do you want? You have to channel it. You need help from heaven. So it's not whether or not I can't blame myself. I could see, wow, my ability to succeed in my life is very dependent upon. And, and sometimes I'm like, why, am I ta- why do I have to talk about this again? Because it's like, if we don't fix this, then I, we, we can't go anywhere. And for me, it's like, oh my God, again, I got to talk about this. I also burnt out talking about it. I don't want to talk about it all day long. But when you don't see change, what are you going to talk about? What are you going to talk about? It's like, it's like trying to fix a food addiction without the emotional component. It's like, you're gonna, you, what's the difference? Okay, so he, he eats a, a different kind of bread, but he's still numb, stuffing his face all day long. There's still an emotional component there that you've got to deal with. So we, we, this is an area where the whole all men have this issue, and this is why you're not going to be safe from this issue until you start pursuing marriage and start, you start pursuing relationships. But unfortunately, it's not made in the world that you can have your cake and eat it too. Why do you think our sages say that Parnassa comes from the wife? Why is it like that? Because if you worked on this so much, he gives you Parnassa on account of your wife. You worked on yourself. You understand? Why do you think, why, why is the woman so connected to money? And why does the money come to her? It's because if a guy lives by himself, single, does he can't, he's not taking responsibility and he's not able to draw into that. And, and, and again, there's not, no, great, no greater pain that I see. And I'm not saying it's all the men's fault, the, the, the woman's fault, the men's fault. I'm not uh, no, no blame. Obviously, women have their own issues to deal with. But when you, see th- when you see so many single people, you see so many single girls, you're talking about freezing eggs. It, believe me, it brings me to a tremendous... Uh, what hap- what's going on? What's going on in this world? What's going on in this world? And, and you have to talk about it. You have to address these issues. And, and if they're not addressed... Our brains don't work the same. And this is what Rav Nachman says. First, the major principle. It is impossible. Listen to this word. It is impossible for any person to grasp and comprehend the tzaddik's teachings, which are these kind of teachings, unless he has rectified this issue. So I know I could be talking all day long. You're not getting it. If you're not getting it, it's because your brain is not 
you're not, your brain is taking to sadness and you're not developing the Chochman Bina of your brain. I wish I could do a science on this just to show what happens to the brain when they have this issue spiritually or not. That's one thing I'm missing is the ability to show this on a proof of science. But that's what happens spiritually. Chachma and Bina, which is the, the, the two parts of your brain, the right side and the left side, do not, are not developed and they're not able to grasp ideas. So where does that mean? When, you're, when it comes to getting married, you're like, why should I get married? I can get better. You're not grasping where you can lead you to. <laughs> it's almost like the guy saying, Look, give me $1,000, let me go gamble. And he wins. He's not grasping the idea that he can't stop. It's not about gambling, winning one time. It's a winning, oh my God, I can't stop. He doesn't grasp the idea that, oh my God, I cannot stop. He gets the idea that he can win, but he, can't get, he doesn't get the idea that I can't stop. So this is where this issue is. And if we don't, we don't develop our minds, we, we just end up doing the same thing over and over. And this is what happens. And then we blame God. Or we blame the world. No, you're not, you can't grasp this area. No. Is the Jewish world, is the problem with the Jewish world is they're not addressing this. They have too much shame behind it. They're not exposing this the right way, which has to be, because you're, you're, you're destroy, the, the youth, the husbands, the, 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 they don't know about this. Most people don't know about this, even religious youth, they don't know about this. They don't, Ram Nachman really took, took this out. And this is, now he's saying here, and this is the major principle, from the mouth of the Most High only comes undifferentiated light. Remember this concept. In heaven, what comes down? Undifferentiated light. However, depending on the aspect of the vessel that receives the light, that is how the light takes shape. Very important concept. So, God can send me a business. If I have no vessel, that business is useless for me. It's like sending a person who's never done a computer programmer, here, do, make a program for me. Where do I start? I don't even know what you're talking about. Tell me how to build another rehab. Tomorrow I can do it. I have a vessel for that. I don't have a vessel for computer programming. I don't have a vessel for running a kitchen, running a restaurant. So what, what he's telling us here is light takes shape. Light comes down to us. We're, our job is not to focus on the light. Our job is to focus on the vessel. And this is where, but God forbid, if the vessel is not whole, then he doesn't receive the light. Instead of the light becoming light, me'or, it becomes me'orot, lacks a vav. So the same word, me'orot, which is, could be light, becomes me'rat, a curse. Giving money to a person who wins the lottery that has no way of making money, is that money a blessing or a curse? It's a curse. It's a, not all the time light is a blessing for somebody. Light is only a blessing in your life if you're able to develop that light. If you're on drugs and you get light, that light is not a blessing. That light is a curse. Because that light, you're not, you don't have a vessel for that light. And because you got high so quickly, you never built a vessel for that light. So what happens? You're always going to run after that same light. And what's going to happen? You're going to recognize that it's never going to stay with you. But spirituality, when you get light, it stays with you. You will remember every single spiritual experience you have. Every high spiritual experience, I can remember every single one. Because that gives you 
that stays with you. But every single other one, when, when you do go into peak experiences that you don't earn, what's the, the, what's the uh, issue? Shame afterwards. And this is where Rabbi Nachman tells us, if we don't have, we're not able to have a vessel if we don't fix our minds from this problem, then things come to us, we don't even know what they are. We can't even process them. You can have a wonderful wife, a wonderful, a wonderful potential soulmate. She comes to you, next thing you know, I don't like the way she sleeps. I don't like the way she snores. You have no vessel. <laughs> You'll always find something wrong with it. That's coming because your mind is not developed in that area. And the only way to develop it is through, obviously, spirituality. And then he says here, that again, light, doesn't, light comes down. At the end of the day, it can come down as a blessing. So what happened in the partial of the week? We spoke about Bilam. What did he do? He blessed, he tried to curse the Jews, but he couldn't do it. Why? Because the Jews are blessed. You're blessed. In your DNA, you have blessing. You have mazal. But, what happened? It is because of this, that Bilam knew and advised Balak, how, how in the world can we get them? We can't get them through, through why? Because they watch, they, they stay in their lane. They don't watch each other's stand. They rise up like lions. They dwell alone. His bodidut, by the way. They dwell alone. It's one of the blessings. I can't curse them. They dwell alone. They do his bodidut. But, let me try one more thing. That means when he tried all the curses, he couldn't do it. Except, he got them with immorality in order for what? To ruin their vessels. There you go. He ruined their vessels. Got them. I don't have to be abrasive to tell you this. You could just read the Parsha, see the blessings, and see at the end what happened. He tried everything else. He couldn't. That means you are blessed. But in this area, all the blessing could turn into crap. It could turn into nothingness. So this is an area where we have to, we have to be on light, on fire. In this area. This is an area that we need to clearly. This is an area that we need to try as much as I can to be saved, to get married. Because if this area, your potential will never be developed because you lack a vessel for all of this. So when I tell people, listen, you gotta, you gotta put some time into yourself. You gotta have this. And you have why? Because I know the sources of this. And not working on this at the end of the day, getting more light when you have no vessel, what, what, what good is it? There's no, no vessel. There's no vessel. That's the problem. And he's saying here, why? Why is it so, why is that connected to your ability to develop yourself emotionally? You'll see everybody who has an issue with, the, with, with this, uh, with spilling seed, and, they all have an issue, tremendous emotional issues. Why? This is because Bilam attacked, uh, advised the Balak to entice them with morality in order to ruin their vessels. This is as medical experts write. That castration cures insanity. Baruch Hashem, I have a few dogs in my house. Don't ask how they got there. But one of them, nuts, the dog's nuts. He's running all over the place. We had to, we had to castrate him. We had to, he's still nuts, but... <laughs> he's still nuts. But the, why do animals, why do they do this to animals? Because their mind's all over the place. So when I tell girls, you need a guy, his, his head has to be pure here. Because otherwise, forget emotions, forget this. It'll be all over the place. Okay, he'll have plenty of money. Doesn't mean he'll be, he'll be normal. Doesn't mean he can process things. Doesn't mean he's just all over the place. Too much light, no vessel. And this is where what he's saying here, this corresponds to the aspect of Yesod is until Abba and Ima. Abba and Ima is Chochman Bina. 
Kabbalistically. That means, too, when you fix this, your, your ability to develop your mind works, you can grasp teachings, you can grasp things, you can develop ideas, but when you don't get this, you're going to basically, you, you won't be able to grasp something. So what happens when we, we, we can't grasp something? It's not for me. What do we say? It's not for me. Correct? When, we don't, when, when the things are not coming to us, we can't grasp it. We just say, it's not for me. How many people have you heard? It's not for me. It's not for me. You know there's that issue in their lives. It's either this or, 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 or lack of emuna. So now you know why women have an easier time connecting. Because they can't be castrated, obviously. But they have an easier time connecting in general. But they have to help, the, help also develop. And this is where you're saying, where you, the Zohar says, where you find a barrier against immoral and moral sexual behavior, you will find holiness. Now let me ask you a, a, the million dollar question. What is the fight today all for? The fight today is all about purity, by the way. If you look at today's fight between, again, I'm not getting political, but look what, the, look what it's after. We're missing, we are missing the what? Purity. We're missing the aspect of purity. When there's purity, there's holiness, there's, there's st- stability. When there's no purity, the brains are gone. This is why God said, why do you think he uses the rainbow as a, as a, as a covenant? Why, is the rain- why does the rainbow represent reminding God, this is the contract that you have with us, which represents our covenant, Zohar HaBrit. Why is the Brit mentioned in the covenant? Because it's to, to remind us. This is an area, again, we're not here blaming this. I'm not here to do that. But I'm just showing you an obvious sign when you're saying a blessing over a rainbow, why are you mentioning, you, you remember the deal that we had with the covenant? Because this, this is something very important in our lives. The covenant is very important. This is, what we, this is our, our connection with God. Remember the covenant. So anytime we're not allowed to look at a rainbow, because, we're, because when we're looking, God puts rainbows say, listen, I should have destroyed the world. But I didn't. And I'm reminding you of the deal we had. So you're not allowed to look at the rainbow. Because it takes part of your vision away from you. Because it's a time of it, it, anger. The rainbow is a form of anger. It's not something to show God's angry. Look at the beautiful rainbow. You never say, look, my father's angry? Look, look how hell guy is angry. So you're not allowed to look at a rainbow. It's, a, it's, a, it's thin. Days on the rainbow, you say the blessing, and you, whoa. So uh, again, you have to understand this parsha has everything inside of it. It's all there. You're blessed. You are blessed. And this is one area where I've seen, because I remember being in that world. I felt like, oh my God, I have no blessing. I have no mazal. Nothing's going for me. And you feel this depression and this anxiety. Like, I have nothing I could do. This hopelessness. And where do you think you're going to run to? You're going to run to weed. You're going to run to this. You're going to run to that. It's not true. It's your brain is not developed. You're not using your brain. It's not working. The brain's working. How many times do we have to shock a person to get his brain to work? Today, I would do the same thing, just shock people. I would just shock people. But it's not that your brain is not working. Your brain is working. It's just it's not developed. And right now, you're in, an ex- you're in exile of the 70 nations. And your job is to get out of there. Your job is to get out of the 70 nations. This is why I've seen so much success with my classes this is why I've seen, because I have countless of stories. I did this, I got married. I got this. Yes, I'm not shocked. I did this, money came. I'm not shocked. 
I'm not shocked by any of this. So when we go to secular places to get knowledge, if we're not working on this area, we're not really getting much. Thank God the non-Jewish world has seen the no-fat movement. They're getting tremendous progress to this. But if you're not working on this area, which is your foundation, as a guy, and girls also have to recognize his ability to want to commit in that relationship will come when his brain is working. But if his brain is not working, he's not committing to you. So this is where girls have to recognize this is an issue with the guys. So they can't tempt them. They have to say, hey, let's cool off our, cool off the, the, the passions and heat up the future. You have to cool off all these impulses and heat up the, heat up the future. And then you could see such blessings will come down to all of us. But otherwise, again, the light comes down. It could be Shefa or Pesha. Shefa means bounty or negativity or sin. doesn't always come down as we have to fashion the vessel. So may Hashem help us. I, I don't know how many times I've said this. I, sometimes I say, again, i got to talk about this, but I said, let me wait for Parshish Balaam. At least you could see it when you read the Torah. You'll see it for yourself. I hate this guy Gedali. All he talks about is this. He's not realistic. No, I'm the only guy who cares about you. I have nothing to gain out of it. <laughs> nothing to gain out of it. It's just it's your, your mazal, your life on the line. It's not mine. I, I already have kids. I'm already successful. I have nothing to gain out of this. What do I have to gain out of this? But guys, this is an area where I was brought into the world just to help people with this area. I know what the darkness I went through. And only Rabbi Nachman, I can't, I'm going to stress this enough to you. There's nobody like Rabbi Nachman as a specialist in this area. He will give you warmth when you fall. He will give you a tremendous amount of warmth. Even if you fall, he'll give you warmth, which is good. That's what we need. We're going to fall, but he'll give you that warmth that you need. Others, you're a sinner, you're this, you're no good. Nobody, but if you need a specialist, we go to the best. You go to Reb Nachman in this area. So this is why, Baruch Hashem, I hope that my words penetrate the hearts of these guys and start, that's it. Tikkun Aklali, Mikvah, learning Torah. You, ha- you have to fix this. But don't, the worst thing you can do is beat yourself up that you have this issue. Because we all have it. I had it. But I worked hard on, on getting out of that. And getting married and, and putting boundaries where in the area of my life where I know this could lead me to absolute nowhere. So remember that concept. That's the first thing. You have to get rid of the shame and the guilt. And you have to look at this as, wow, this is a challenge. I'm, there must be greatness. There must be, you know, there's a, there's a great trainer that, uh, his name is Jeff Cavalier. His name has a thing called Athlete X. And every single time, this is killing your gains. This is killing your gains. This is killing your gains. He always talks about, he doesn't talk about, oh, you're, you're not moving enough. No, this is killing your gains. This diet is killing your gains. This is killing your spiritual gains, financial gains, relationship gains, across the board. Have a great day.